Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual over clinical, with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. Whether you're going through a breakup or you keep playing a breakup and it's something that you don't have closure to, I have a few reminders for you. And by the way, I don't really even believe in closure. Um, I don't like the idea that something has to close for something else to open uh, because, you know, we may never have closure to certain things. I believe in new experiences eclipsing the old. You know, I believe in tipping points. I believe in um, giving your body something new and you start being more present instead of dwelling on past. Um, You convince your body there's something different, right? So you may never forget Things may never be fully closed, uh, but life and love moves on, and that's what I believe in. Anyway, here's reminder number one. We are all loving beings who started with honest hearts and good intentions. Our quote-unquote bad comes from pain, protection, and fear. You didn't dodge a bullet because there's takeaway from each person we loved for both parties. Every takeaway is gold life and love lessons that we wouldn't have had otherwise. And most of the time, it's not obvious. And something you don't realize until later, sometimes much later. We get different things from everyone we have loved, healthy or not. Some love leaves us with information. Some a reminder of what we don't want and doesn't work. And some hold up a mirror. But it's all learning about the self life and our love journey if you see these exchanges as time wasted whether it's one date or a rocky seven years you will harbor anger and resentment which will close your heart and and human capacity but more importantly you will stop believing if you stop believing the chances of you finding love flattens like a tire over spikes and what you will bring to the table in your next experience is flat love guarded and hopeless, creating old love experiences instead of rewiring you for something new. At the end of the day, it's a choice. There was no bullet, only two people who collided, and both took away lessons and insights about love and self and what they want next. But most importantly, they tried with everything they had with where they were at in their lives, because that's what life and love is about the try the courage to show to give and receive you tried and that was enough there's more courage in the try than there will ever be in being in something that isn't honest another reminder your heart didn't break healing isn't about getting over anyone i loathe that term quote-unquote, getting over. It's dismissive of the love that was built and experienced. And yes, I understand many of us have been in toxic relationships, but hurting people wasn't the intention. We all go into things, and we go into them with hope and trusting hearts. 
We all dream and love to the best of our ability with wherever we're at in our lives. And when we constantly tell ourselves that we need to quote-unquote get over someone, we are erasing, ripping out, and white-knuckling. We are minimizing, rushing, and dehumanizing ourselves and the person we share life with. It makes people disposable. Closes hearts and we become afraid to love. The break wasn't your heart. It was your unhealthy love patterns or maybe your tolerance to stay in something that wasn't honest. What broke was your silence. Your heart is not broken because hearts don't break. They stretch to love harder and deeper, softer and wiser. You are not getting over anyone. You are becoming. Your heart didn't break. It awakened. Now, what will you do with your awakened heart? How will you show up differently? And how will that ripple outward? How will that impact others? How will that prove that what you went through or are currently going through is greater than you. Hey, I wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. I wanted to uh, read you one more thing. Actually, two. One is called, and you know, these are reminders. Um, one is called, it was never about the promise because I put so much, I think we put so much weight on the promise. So many want the promise, so many crave a contract, so many want a guarantee. But love is not property or an investment like it was in the 50s, where you revolved your life around building the perfect picket fence, baking pies, and walking on eggshells. Love is a space, and in that space, a belief is born. Around that belief, the action of love is wrapped like arms. And that action, assuming it's healthy, it protects the space where the belief, love continues to grow and evolve. Or doesn't. But it doesn't, but it's not about love being locked in or tied to something that we can never guarantee the forever. Yes, that would make us feel safe, but would it? Because it's a lie. If you focus on the intention, the expansion, the possibilities, the greater that comes from two whole people and the glue and growth that occurs, and less on the deal, the agreement, and all the what ifs if it ends. You will have more acceptance of the relationship. You will have more acceptance if the relationship doesn't feel honest to people and doesn't because you will see love as a living, breathing thing rather than something to be captured. Acceptance, our underestimated superpower, doesn't live in matching rings. It lives in pure presence, nothing tied. Feeling free is what makes you feel love because love is fueled by the ability to choose daily, one day at a time, not for the rest of your life. That's not love. That's a lie. No one can promise you that. The fruit isn't bared from the commitment. It's produced from the learning and sharing of life, the ups and downs and sideways, the collision of the exchange. 
I like you have put the promise first. I like you have grabbed before holding. And I like you have lost. Engagement holds new meaning today. It's not a ring around the finger. It's not about locking anything down. It's about being fully present and seen. It's about hard conversations. It's about awareness and ownership with transparency, connection, and a respectful distance. Championing one's story, not just one's chapter. To look beyond the skin, to love with eyes closed, palms open. It's no longer about the picket fence because we all know that shit has splinters. I like you have loved with my eyes only. I like you exchange vows for security and a false permanence as a way to control. And I like you have lost. There is so much more to love than what we see. The superglue is produced in not only how the connection made us feel, but what we learned about ourselves through it. The space that two souls created as both walked through life together, getting lost, then found, lost, found, together. Turbulence and the underbelly creates the glue, not the quote-unquote happily ever after we, bought, we all bought into. That's sugar, empty calories. The thing is, we can't undo what happened. Attraction, healthy or not, is real. We liked what we liked. We were who we were. The cement is dry. That chapter is closed. But we can give it less power by putting weight on new things, like what we learned and who we became. Here's my final reminder. And if I was on a Tim Ferriss' podcast, because he asks his guest at the end, if you had a billboard, what would be on that billboard? I think it would be this. Um, every part of your story will be used. That's what would be on that billboard. Because we all want to rip out chapters and erase parts of our story that we've lined with shame, guilt, and regret. I get it. I wanted to delete my divorce more than anything in my life, rip out the 10 years I spent alone feverishly punching keys in coffee shops to become a screenwriter. I wished I could have erased the club days in Hollywood from my 20s when I exchanged my truth for membership and chased tinsel. Erase every shitty job where I wore wrinkle-free pants and hid in the restroom until they, they found me. And that one time in and that one time a high-profile client lied and went missing when I was hired to travel with her to be a sober coach. So many times in my life I felt that I had failed. So many chapters I wish I could hit delete on. Delete all on. But divorce forced me to cross that great divide from boy to man, from child to adult. It was the single greatest catalyst to me growing up and building my own life, but more importantly, building a life with myself, building a relationship with myself. For the first time in my life, it was a reason I started a blog, which gave me a community, which led to a full practice, which led to books and helping people in ways that was honest to me, which equaled freedom and a sense of purpose. Failed screenwriter, a decade of sitting in coffee shops, pumping out screenplays as fast as I could, trained me to write fast and efficiently. Those days taught me how to turn writing into a lifestyle. It was the reason I was able to write 5,000 blog posts after my divorce, which laid tracks for me to knock out a book a year these days. Club guy, turning our family's restaurant into a scenic supper club, was what allowed my mom to retire and for me to finally not have to work for the family business anymore. 
something I had to do um, for most of my life growing up and something I was very sick of and had resentment about. The crash and burn of the club freed me. It gave me permission to go back to school and become a therapist. Shitty clinical jobs, all the shitty clinical jobs where I was underpaid and overworked created the drive in me to build something on my own. It gave me not, it made me not give myself a choice but to pursue my passions, to burn my boats and fight on the island. It gave me a fire in my belly to help others build their practices and work in a way that was honest to them. That high pro that high profile client a walling that humbled me made me realize that helping people doesn't always have happy endings i can't save people i don't have the answers i can be wrong i'm not for everyone and i can only meet my clients where they are something i continually remind myself and go by today In ending, I want to remind you that your story is the most valuable thing you will ever own and leave behind. Stories are all about the setup and payoffs. What you went through is the setup and what you're going through now may be a setup, but it'll all pay off later, most likely in ways you never imagined, like my story above. And it's the setting up and paying off process that creates journeys, character arcs, and eventually your evolution. So those chapters that you want to rip out are crucial because without them, there's no pay off. There's no unfolding. Your story runs flat. The value is lost. All parts of your story will be used. This is from my new book about breakups, and I just wanted to share it with you. If any of this resonated with you, um, I encourage you to share it with other people or um, with friends you know who are going through it. Uh, if my words can be helpful in any way, um, then I'm trying to think of the words. I'm trying to think of honest words. If my words can be helpful in any way, then it helps me make sense of my story. So anyway, thank you for listening. Be well. Be well.